It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I'm Brother L.D. Azobra. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. Now, we're going to keep it rolling. We know it's Women's History Month, and we got a special woman here we're going to be honoring today. We got a, really, he's a living legend himself, but also he's someone special to us, to our community. He's a warrior, he's a fighter, and he continues to fight. We got Attorney Benjamin Crump, welcome to Count Time. Hey, thank you, Kenny, for having me. We, we're so pleased to have you. Uh, we don't get to that Omega Size 5 stuff. We're going to talk some real talk. Okay. So we, it's Women's History Month. We are here at Southern University on behalf of a lady that you are fighting for, her family, to represent her. And we're going to honor her at Women's History Month. Amen. Hendrietta Lacks. Yeah. You represent the family. Yep. She is in immortal. Immortal in every aspect of the world. She is. A, she still is a living legend because she still is still alive to this day. She is. I am so proud to be with you on the campus of Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I having the inaugural Henrietta Lacks Symposium, where we honor her legacy of not only what she gave the world, but also to elevate the conversation as it relates to medical racism and reproductive rights because you see in 1951 in Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, she went in for medical treatment for cervical cancer, but they never treated her because as was the time, the pattern in that time, they engaged in medical racism and they literally butchered her. They put radiation rods in her and stole her cells from her body because they were using black people as guinea pigs. And so what they were trying to do was to experiment with human beings to see if cells, human cells, could exist outside of the body and regenerate outside of the human body. And they had been working on this for over two decades, but it was this black woman, Henrietta Lacks, who was the only woman, I mean, only human being in in the history of the world whose cells could reproduce outside the human body. And for that there, these pharmaceutical companies have made billions and billions of dollars from that crime of what John Hopkins physicians did in 1951. For the last 70 years, every modern medical advancement, every vaccine, every medicine, everything has been based on her cells. That is still alive to this day. Still alive today, reproducing every 24 hours, every day. And so these pharmaceutical companies, as Arthur Reed and our legal team we are fighting are saying making billions and billions and billions of dollars. And the family of Miss Lacks, how much have they received it all They haven't received one red penny, even though her intellectual properties from her genetic material have made quality of health care in not just America but the world great. But all I the mean, pharmaceutical companies and their children, 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 are yeah. pro- has been prospering ever since. Yeah, and that's one of the arguments we made in court, in federal court. I mean, the 
lawyers for Thermo Fisher, one of the uh, distributors of the sales. They they are mass producing the sales, selling them for a sale for six hundred dollars a pop. And normally, you know, people are buying, you know, a hundred sales. So you can only imagine one pharmaceutical company after another buying sales from Henrietta Lacks to do their experiments. And so we were in court. They had the audacity to say, well, you know, Your Honor, if you rule in favor of Attorney Crump and the Lacks family, who's to say 50 years from now that her next set of grandchildren won't come and try to sue us again? And so it was kind of funny because the judge looked at our table and said, Plaintiff's counsel, do you have a, do you all have a response? And Attorney Seeker, Chris Seeker, my co-counsel, looked at me and said, Attorney Crump, I think this is uh, a good one for you to address. And I thought to myself, Silky Slim, I thought to myself, I said, oh, they got the right Negro, the right day, the right hour, the right minute. They got all of that. There. So I, I stood up, I said, Your Honor, you know, I, my grandmother taught me to speak truth to power, and this court is very powerful. And so I'm going to speak very honestly and very truthful to you in answering this question, because as I understand it, what they are saying really is what if they would have treated Henrietta Lacks like a human being versus treating her like property? What if they would have treated her like an American citizen instead of treating her like a second-class citizen? What if they would have treated her like they treated a white woman instead of treating her like a black woman and asked when they came to take her genetic materials from her body, will you sign this consent, giving us permission to take your genetic materials thereby giving your family and your descendants legal rights to be able to have permission to say who could use her genetic materials, her intellectual gifts to the world. Well, they're saying that, because if they're saying that, Your Honor, then her black family will have the same rights that a white woman's family would have had to say, well, if you're going to use my genetic materials, I have to enter into agreement with you where we will derive some compensation from these genetic materials, these intellectual properties. Just like Henry Ford's family, when he gave the intellectual properties of the automobile, his children's children are being able to benefit, and their children forever in perpetuity. And Mary Kay Ash, the woman who came up with you know, the cosmetic line, her children and her grandchildren and their children will get to recover in perpetuity. Bill Gates, Michael, whoever have given intellectual properties, these white people, their children are expected to be able to derive benefit from whatever the world uses their intellectual properties for. So why is it that when a black woman gives the world such an incredible gift that you would say to them, 
that they're not able to benefit in perpetuity. But you think your injustice can benefit, can go on forever in perpetuity. That the CEO of Thermo Fisher and the CEO, CEO of Merck Pharmaceutical and the CEO of Johnson & Johnson and the CEO of Abbott Laboratories and the CEO of Gilead Science, all these pharmaceutical companies, their children can recover forever. They can make money forever. But you say, no, no, these black people, if we do give them something, all they could ever get judges this one time. And, you know, I understand. I was born at night, but I wasn't born at night. And so how is that not the textbook definition, what we as lawyers call a prima facie case for unjust enrichment, which says the wrongdoer, the criminal actor, the person who does an immoral act, cannot benefit from the wrongdoing. And that's what they're trying to say. They want to just gloss over the fact that they committed crime when they butchered this black woman, put radiation rods inside her cervical uh, uh, cervix, her, inside her guts. And, you know, radiation, man, my little brother's battling cancer. And the reason you do chemo for so long, because when you get to the point of using radiation, they know it's so painful and so destructive to the human body that they want to try to minimize the effect with everything they got. But yet they did this to Henrietta Lacks. The last months of her life were those in pain and agony when you talk to her son, Lawrence Lacks, her only living child. They watched their mother moan and cry every day for what those white doctors did to her and Johns Hopkins. And so you cannot benefit from that inhumane, immoral, criminal act. And so finally is the time for these pharmaceutical companies to give her the respect, the dignity, and the humanity that she was denied in 1951. You about to open up a whole other case here. It'll, it'll be landmark once we win about once, If you open this up, perpetuity. Yeah. And now you're going back to slavery. Yeah, we might have a, a, <laughs> a precedent for reparations on this if yeah, we can yeah, yeah. get the framework right. And, you know, so far, the judge has not dismissed the case. And that is what they are worried about because after this, it's every pharmaceutical in the world. Can you imagine? There are over 2,000 pharmaceutical companies in the world, all making over a billion dollars. Off of this one woman. Uh, off of these sales. So, off the sales of this one woman. Yeah, of these immortal sales. Mm -hmm. Oprah Winfrey did a movie called The Immortal yeah, Life of Hero yeah, the Lacks. Right. 2017, yeah. great movie. You need to go watch that movie and learn more about exactly. who Hero Lacks because she was and still is a phenomenal woman. So we're talking about injustice. We're talking about the mistreatment of a people in, in their history and time going. Now, I heard you just share a story about, about what needs to happen for us, the people of, the, of our community, of the African community, to move forward. Yep, and I'll say this, and I know I'm getting that look from uh, my, my bosses here, Silky and especially Brooke, Attorney Brooke Close. Uh, you know, the, I think the question was, what can we do? What can you know others do to try to stop the 
racism and the discrimination uh, against our children. And oftentimes what Silka and I have been talking about is this book called Upstream. And the basic thesis of the book is this. There's a young brother who's walking down river one afternoon, sunny afternoon, and he hears a, a young black child in the river saying, help me, help me, I'm drowning, help me, I'm gonna die. And all of a sudden the brother jumps in the river and he drags the young black child out and saves his life. And he wipes the water off his brow and he says, wow, it's lucky I was here, thank God, or that black child would have died. And just after he's kind of uh, patting himself on the shoulder, he hears a second black child in the river saying, help me, help me, I I'm drowning, help me, I'm gonna die. And the brother there jumps in the river and he saves the second black child. And you know, as he pulls him out the river and he's now getting the water off his hair and everything, he said, man, thank God I was here or this second black child would have died. And just as he's trying to pat himself on the back, he hears a third black child who says, help me, help me, I'm drowning, help me, save me, I'm gonna die. And he jumps in the river for a third time. And he's saving this third black child. And as he gets out of the river, he says to himself, what I want to know is who the hell upstream keeps throwing our black children in the river, throwing our children away in this racist system. Because he said, by the time they get down river, it's too late to save them all. We got to go upstream and try to prevent them from getting thrown in the system in the first place. We got to be proactive. It's not enough for us to be reactive. And so that means we got to be strategic in how we gonna win this war with these enemies of equality who will have our children targeted in their uh, sites to end up being in the school to prison pipeline, uh, uh, end up populating the prison industrial complex, stealing their futures from them, stealing their liberty from them. That's what we're fighting against. It's a game of chess. It's not checkers. If we're going to win this war against these uh, enemies of equality, as I call them. Well, you know, as our first, as our man, man, Silk always said, uh, you know, we call it a criminal justice system, but we know it's a bunch of criminals over the justice system. I see. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So, but we appreciate this, but we also want to make sure that we honor the family of Hendrietta Lacks and her, her, her only living son yeah. and grandchildren who's here at Southern, to Southern today. And we want to make sure that we, we, we send out a shout out to the family and let them encourage them and keep them, tell them, keep fighting, keep it going. And we'd like to thank attorney Benjamin Crump for being here, for taking the time out. We know you visit, my brother. Take the time out to share this story and this history. I say this final thought on Henrietta Lacks. We need to make sure our children, all our people know the story of Henrietta Lacks. With what's going on in America and them not wanting to teach African-American studies programs, it's incumbent upon us to tell the history of Henrietta Lacks and her incredible contributions to the world. Because if you've had a shot 
if you've taken a vaccine, if you've taken medicine, then there's a good chance that you have a little Henrietta Lacks in you. And we ought to be thankful to that sister. That's a, that's a powerful look. We thank you for being here. Thank you and welcome to Count Time, my brother. All right, King. Thank you. Man can shackle the hand. Man can shackle the feet. But only you can shackle the mind. The mind is free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time Podcast.